welcome to the Munch Bunch podcast. This is Kimi Nishimoto and Megan Vanoy. We are both dental hygienists and myofunctional therapists. And this is May Mouth Breathing Awareness Month. It started by by Sarah Hornsby. So we're carrying on her tradition and sharing mouth breathing insights this month. Today's topic is some of the cosmetic issues that can come from mouth breathing, either during development or that can happen at any point in life. So Megan, do you want to start us off on maybe like how mouth breathing affects your growth and like your jaw development? Yeah, let's talk about that. So, um, you know, as myofunctional therapists, this isn't something that we necessarily love to spend a ton of time on with people. Um, but it is really important because like people and like, let's just be honest, people want to grow up to be good looking. And when people have kids, they want their kids to be cute. They want their kids to be good looking. And nasal breathers tend to grow uh, more. What's the word I'm looking for? Aesthetically, Aesthetically. <laughs> yeah, I guess aesthetically pleasing is like the nicest way to say it. But, you know, nasal breathers tend to grow their jaws outwards, they tend to have straight nose, um, their eyes are nice and lifted, they've got really strong cheekbones. And a lot of times that nice wider smile. And what that really means is you have a wider smile, aka a nice wide palate to fit all your teeth in there so you don't get crooked teeth, um, a nice big jaw, meaning that you have a well-developed airway so you can breathe better, you know, nice eyes that are lifted up and the, you know, those nice cheekbones, all of that is that muscle and those muscular areas that provide the support and, you know, really keep all your facial muscles and everything else to be, really healthy. So not only does nasal breathing technically make you better looking, it also makes you function better. It makes the bones in your muscles function better too. And you know, what's really cool about that piece of the puzzle is it doesn't matter how old you are necessarily, your face is always going to change. So it can change for the better, even if you're already grown, or it can continue to kind of change for the worse. And, you know, your face can get longer, the, you know, your eyes can droop more, you know, and you can really see those changes, even into your adult years. So it's never too late to make your face look better. (laughs) And I don't even know how else to say that, honestly. (laughs) Um, But in like a health perspective way, your face looking better in a health Mm -hmm. way. (laughs) So, you know, that's, I feel like that's pretty much like the kind of the big picture of like what nasal breathers look like versus what mouth breathers look like and really why it's so important to be a nasal breather. I think we're just going to like talk real bluntly today, everybody. <laughs> today, there's no band-aids. <laughs> They're ripping off. <laughs> Every, everybody thinks this way, but 
you know, we don't want to like hurt feelings and everything. But the realities of life are somebody that has that really good bone structure, they're healthier, like Megan was talking about. And also, there's all the cosmetic things. Like, I know that when I was trying to figure out what was going on with me, I was always trying to figure it out. Like, why do I have dark circles? Why are my lips chapped? Why are my lips cracking? Um, Girls are doing that Kardashian thing where they, like, plump up their lips with suction, you know, to try to get those big, full lips. Or you Um, can think of all, like, the lip glosses that have come out that are supposed to, like, make your lips look bigger. Yeah, Yeah. or, like, the fillers. (laughs) Think about all the Botox. Um, for, and I'm sure this is still a thing, but I know for a while, chin implants were kind of, were kind oh, of yeah. a thing because, you know, people think they don't have any chin, like where their chin's really set back, but really you don't have a job. An airway. <laughs> yeah. You don't have a job <laughs> or an airway. And, yeah. you know, that's, that's where it gets kind of scary. Like, that's where you really should be able to kind of look at yourself in the mirror and be like, okay. It's not so much that this is like me not looking like I want to look, but these are like key signs to tell us that there's something bigger going on. And, you know, if you've listened to any part of our podcast, if you've listened to like, you know, or done any sort of research, you know that myofunctional therapists care about airways and we care about you sleeping better. We care about you functioning better. And that's really why this all matters. But we're humans. And so there's such a vein um, you know, piece of us that, you know, we could all pretend not to talk about, but, you know, we might as well throw it out there and just like get real with it. So um, some of the big posture stuff too, Kimmy, in people's bodies will notice too, mm-hmm. right? With being mm-hmm. tongue tied. The humpback. Yeah. yeah. So many of my girlfriends are like, yeah, I've got like a mm-hmm. humpback. And I'm like, yeah, it's because you have forward head mm-hmm. posture. Yeah, so that da- I think it's called a dowager's hump. And that's that little like hump on, you know, the, where your shoulders and your neck meet. And that starts to create because you pull, you pull your head forward and your chin forward. And a lot of times we do that because A, we're tongue tied or B, we have low tongue posture and see all together, we're trying to get air into our system. And so we pull everything forward because our body is really trying to get oxygen and is trying to be able to breathe. And so we compensate by moving everything forward. Um, you know, and of course, like the world we live in doesn't help us. <laughs> uh, you know, between our cell phones leaning forward and everybody be on their computers and like everything's pulling us forward and down. And so we're also really not helping ourselves out either. Agreed. Um, I was thinking about this. uh, You're talking about fillers Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. Botox. Like there's all these like really subtle things that we're doing to our faces, like dysfunctional movements of our Mm -hmm. faces and muscle dysfunction that's contributing to those like, the wrinkles around yeah. your lips can be from a dysfunctional mm-hmm. swallow. If you have to lose, use your facial muscles to swallow, you're going to get wrinkles around mm-hmm. your lips, which as women, like wrinkles are the <laughs> enemy. 
those deep lines around mm-hmm. your your lips um so we get fillers there you know that can be all yeah part or of it. even you know this also this podcast isn't censored so you know here we go um I have a lot of patients talk to me about their resting bitch face that that rbf oh, yeah. of like whenever <laughs> like they do <laughs> I you guys we I have it's specific real. exercises to help people with RBF. Like that's a thing. I <laughs> think, like, you know, we, there is, you know, cause the corners of the lips go down and like your muscles get really tense. Cause you're just like trying to hold everything in place. And all of a sudden you look like this mean person when, you know, like you're not, and there's literally myofunctional exercises to help you address that. And I have, done it many many times over and so there's even like even that can impact how you look (laughs) (laughs) I love that you bring that up because like I forget about that being one Mm -hmm. of the pieces the point of today's episode is we don't care what your motivation is but if you notice these things Mm -hmm. like maybe that is your motivation to start therapy to start looking into your Mm -hmm. airway whatever it takes, like whatever motivates you. So we just want to throw these things out there just so you know. Yeah. It's really for your knowledge. Honestly, we don't care what you look like. We don't have to look at you. Um, but, (laughs) um, but we'd be more than happy to look at you if you wanted us to, (laughs) um, but you know, we want you to be, you know, not only feel confident in your own skin and like confident about how you look or how your kids look, but we also want you to be confident in your health. And have those tools um, to kind of find that core confidence and to, you know, be able to just know that you're doing good things for your body. And that's really what it comes down to. I just thought of something, Megan. So I was a mouth breather um, up until my like late 20s. So I have the long, narrow face, the oval Mm -hmm. shape no chin my cheekbones are all right but not great because my middle face is Mm -hmm. pretty flat so for me if I want to look like my hottest (laughs) self I have to carve out some definition with like highlighting and contouring palettes and I have to like sculpt my jawline and my chin otherwise I have no chin <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's true. Like we do, we use makeup, you know, as women. I mean, there's men who use makeup too, but generally as women, we use makeup to highlight and bring out a lot of these features that we're even talking about that comes with working for ther- with therapy. Um, I had a patient, I had this really sweet family. Um, there was four of them, um, mom, dad, and then two teenage daughters. And we got into kind of like towards the end of therapy they're mouth taping every night everybody's feeling better and the mom told me a story about and she's in her 40s and she told me a story about how she went to lunch with you know a couple of her girlfriends and she hadn't seen him in a little bit and they kept telling her that she looked like 10 years younger because she didn't have the dark circles under her eyes anymore they're like what have you been doing what's your secret and she's like I taped my mouth shut (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, it was amazing. And she was so excited about it. And, you know, it was really cool to see like her just kind of like her eyes light up and like her light up as she was telling the story, because 
she, you know, was starting to feel better, not only in her like health and how she was sleeping, but also just better about herself and her appearance. And I think that's really cool. And I think it's really powerful. I like that. I've heard in some of the airway classes I've taken, like one with Dr. Liao from the author Six Foot Tiger mm-hmm. in a Three Foot Cage. Um, he said that when people start breathing better and sleeping better, that they get what he calls glow, where your face just looks more it. radiant. I believe it. You're not um, and I, I know that I've had yeah. that myself. You know, do you ever get sick of people asking you, like, if, why you're sick today? And you're like, I'm not sick. I'm just not wearing makeup. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst. Um, you know, actually, you know, recently I saw the most ridiculous Facebook ad. I mean, I see the most ridiculous Facebook ads and uh, Instagram ads ever. You guys, I should probably turn off my microphone, but also they mm. make me laugh. So. Um, there is a, it's a, I can't even say it without laughing. It's a Jawser size program. <laughs> oh my gosh. It, have you seen it? <laughs> yes. It makes me so, so cringy. Oh my gosh, you guys. It's like, I, I hope after you listen to it, this all comes up on your own, like Facebook and Instagram ads and you can just like laugh at it with us. But um basically it's like this little chew toy that you chew that's supposed to give you a chiseled jaw so we're not the only people out there who are talking about this who are thinking about this who are trying to like address this situation you know we're addressing it from a health perspective and a legitimate perspective and please nobody <laughs> don't get the jazzer size it's not cool nobody wants you to do it you're gonna get hurt it's bad it's all bad um the other thing that i have seen oh gosh what was the other thing oh that stupid anti-snore device <laughs> i think you know exactly what i'm talking about that thing oh my. yeah i'm always like commenting on that like don't buy this product. It's holding like your tongue down. It's day. pushing your tongue yeah. in your airway. I want to report it every <sighs> time I see it. I'm like, Facebook, don't show me this anymore. I'm going to throw you against the wall. But yeah, so that one is like a little mouth guard with a strap that goes across it that literally straps your tongue down and forces it into your airway. So, you know, good luck with that. The, the opposite, opposite of what you're supposed to do. <laughs> it's not going to make your face look better. <laughs> tongue up. Tongue up. Um, Speaking of tongue, you yeah. know, being down, one of the other, like, really common things is mm. double chin. I have it. I'm not overweight, and I have had a double chin, like, forever. But my I have a retruded mm-hmm. lower jaw. And I had a low resting tongue until I learned about myofunctional therapy. So I'm like, uh, my lips are together, but I have a double chin. Yeah. Like, what the heck yeah, is that? That's, that's really fun. Mm-hmm. Base of the that tongue. Base of the tongue hanging down low. Um, you know, other things that we see are, like Kimmy had mentioned a list already. We might as well go through them. So we've talked dark circles. Um, but do you want to talk a little more about the dark circles and, like, the venous pooling that happens? Why okay. don't you do it? Um, so 
one of the things that tends to happen is when we're breathing through our mouth, daytime, nighttime, whatever time, um, you know, you'll see a lot of times those dark circles under people's eyes or even like with kids, you know, you see dark circles, we call them allergy shiners. And that's a product of mouth breathing because of like the levels of oxygen that you're taking in and how um, the blood's kind of supposed to move through your body. And you get this kind of venous pooling in the basically the bottom of the, your eye and that skin area because it's pretty thin and it starts to really show through um, those areas and you get those dark circles and then you buy like concealer to try and hide it. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. But that really is, that's a huge sign of mouth breathing either daytime or nighttime or any combination of both. So um, that's really, that's a really important thing. I've shared this before, but just in case someone's hopping in, um, I have always noticed I've had those dark circles, the allergy shiners, but I never was told what they were. And so when I would go to makeup counters or to Ulta, Sephora, whatever, and I would say, like, I have these dark circles, like, what can I do to get rid of them? And they would just say, oh, you just have thin skin, use this eye cream to moisturize it. Did it help me? Well, you have very yeah. moist sunrise. But it was, I was always really self-conscious of it, though, because it yeah. just looks like you have mascara running mm -hmm. down, but yeah. it's not. Um, my boyfriend, Andy, has really, really bad dark circles under his eyes because he can't breathe through his nose hardly at all. And so I can tell the nights that he uses his breathe right strip and he breathes with his nose because they'll lighten up and turn like a mm -hmm. like a light gray color and days that he's mouth breathing bad or is really congested he'll turn almost like yeah. a brownish purple and they'll start to travel mm. down his cheekbones it's the the yeah. worst dark circles yeah. i've ever seen um and it's yeah it's so true so you know dark circles that's one of the you know one of the signs that you're mouth breathing um, Kimmy also mentioned kind of those like chapped crack lips from mouth breathing or like kids who get that like red ring around their mouths and everything gets just super, super chapped. That is a huge, huge mouth breathing sign. I mean, you're just blowing air out and drying out all of that skin, um, you know, that you're not not supposed to. So, I mean, anything else to add on that kind of chap crap lips? Yes. Sometimes it can also be like saliva mm -hmm. getting on there and drying Lots out too, drooling. or drooling. When, when I was a kid, I <laughs> totes was a drooler. Even in school, like up until high school, I would like sometimes just drool on my desk when I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Oh, I love you. <laughs> I mean, and I have had parents, I've actually had a couple parents recently talk to me and we we're doing some full evaluations for their kiddos um, and telling me like, he just keeps having drool, like, or spit fall out of his mouth. Like, I, we don't know what else to do about it. And, um, you know, we're definitely going to work on Munchie into his program, but, um, which we'll talk about Munchie mm -hmm. soon. I don't think we've talked Munchies yet, but we're kind of waiting for Mary and Cole to help us with that. Uh, but I digress. Um, you know, just kind of that, that ring around the lips and then it like never goes away. 
And then, you know, then this your kid gets like stuffy and snotty and snot's running down and, roll, and drool's running down. And you're just like, could never have enough Kleenex in the world for your snotty, drooly kid. And like, you know, that's, you know, that can translate over into adulthood too. So um, we've talked, we've talked all about the chins. We've talked, <laughs> you know, that double chin, that weak chin. Um, we talked about the fillers and the thin lips. You know, I think, I think we should put our uh, dental hygiene hats on here first that Kimmy and talk about like what actually happens in the mouth in the dental chair. So, um, you know, for me, I can't, I can tell you, I can recognize somebody with periodontal disease from like, honestly, at least 50 feet away. I don't know about you. <laughs> that seems, I feel like I can like do it from further, Kimmy. I don't know about you, but. Um, <laughs> Maybe if I have my glasses on. I have 2020 vision and it's a curse. Like it's a curse when it comes to perio. Um, but. <laughs> Oh, you guys, sometimes being a dental hygienist is like real, especially right now with, you know, Kimmy's, Kimmy's on her way going back to work into the dental hygiene world um, and is looking like she's wearing so many things to protect herself from all of your disgusting germs. And, <laughs> um, you know, mouth breathing does a handful of things when we're like in, we're in the dental chair. So one mouth breathing causes bad breath it dries out all your saliva it dries out all the like plaque and food on your tongue it and you just like breathe out all of that stuff ew I can't Kimmy keep going <laughs> <laughs> well like for example Somebody that's a mouth breather, we can usually tell too because they get mm -hmm. thick plaque on the front parts of mm -hmm. their teeth when they smile. And sometimes they notice it, sometimes they don't. But if you chronically have like a heavy buildup or kind of yellowish or orange buildup, pretty orange black, oh, orange, real. yeah. It either means that you're either mouth breathing or your lips may not be sealing together to self-cleanse and kind mm -hmm. of just gently rub and do the natural cleaning. Cavemen probably didn't brush their teeth, but they yeah. had perfect teeth and perfect mm -hmm. jaw relationship. So now we have all these products. We have like Sonicare toothbrushes. Why the heck is this happening? Yeah. It's our breathing mm -hmm. and our lips. And even posture. just our saliva too. So from, from the inside. So Kimmy was just sharing with you guys about how your lips should help with some self-cleansing. Your tongue should be able to help with self-cleansing too. So, you know, if you're tongue-tied, you can't reach your tongue up to those back molars to get teeth and stuff out from, you know, the sides of your cheeks. I think we've talked about that before. Um, you know, and saliva is a natural protectant. And if your mouth's open or if your lips are apart and you're breathing out and you're constantly drying out your mouth and you're not letting that saliva be naturally in there and cleansing and protecting your teeth, all of a sudden you're going to also end up with cavity issues. You're going to end up with that heavy plaque buildup or tartar buildup like Kimmy was talking about. And both of those things um, can contribute a lot to gum disease. 
and that plaque can start traveling below the gum line and then you're dealing with bleeding gums you're dealing with bone loss you know and then from there you know if you don't have any bone you don't get to keep your teeth either so that's kind of an extreme example um, but it does happen and we see it all the time i would say almost all of my perio patients so my patients who have had gum infections or issues um, needing deep cleanings have had some sort of mouth breathing issue at some point in their life, right? I agree with that. As as I've learned mm-hmm. more about airway and myofunctional issues and breathing dysfunction, every time I have a perio patient or like a gum disease patient, they almost always are at least yeah, 50% mouth breathing. mouth breathing. Or their major clenches it's and crazy. grinders. And you know, we'll tell you guys right now, clenching and mm-hmm. grinding and mouth breathing go hand in hand. Especially because it's nighttime mm-hmm. where you don't know what the so, heck you're doing. So, you know, people will ask me, they'll be like, okay, well, how can I be clenching and grinding and mouth breathing at the same time? So first of all, you're not. Um, second of all, it's a cyclical thing. So what tends to happen is you fall asleep, you're in la-la land, you're having weird dreams, and your tongue starts to relax and it falls back in your airway and you start to not be able to breathe. And so your body sends a signal to your brain saying, oh crap, we got no oxygen. And your brain sends a signal back to your jaw to get those muscles moving and you start clenching and grinding your teeth to make your mouth pop open. So then your mouth comes open so you can breathe again. And then you, that happens for a while, you snore, you know, and then, you know, you, kind of go back down and it starts all over again. So, um, you know, that's, that's kind of how that process happens. We can get into that deeper when we start talking sleep breathing disorders, but, um, you know, and then let's move on to kind of our, our last thing that we had talked about and we briefly talked about it was the, the thin lips. So like, you know, people always trying to plump up their lips. Timmy, what do you got for me on thin lips? Sometimes it can be a couple of things that have happened. One of them is Mm -hmm. lip tie. If you were to pull up your upper or lower lip and you see a really prominent string attaching your lip, that kind of acts like a rubber band Mm -hmm. to kind of pull that lip up. Yep. And sometimes under. It just depends on your attachment. So that can make your upper lip look thin. Sometimes if our upper jawbone, what we call the maxilla, is underdeveloped, it didn't grow out the way it was supposed to, we get a flat mm-hmm. upper mm-hmm. lip. And then sometimes our li- thin lips are thin. Um, are you thinking of like, Let's see. What am I thinking? The gummy thinking? smile. What's the other reason? The gummy smile. Thank you where your lip kind of doesn't have a lot of strength. So it kind of Mm -hmm. tucks up and under. I actually have a great story about that. So remember that I was a mouth (laughs) breather until my late twenties. And so I had real weak lips, even though I have Japanese lips, they're big, they're juicy. (laughs) They're good, but I had weak dysfunctional lips. And so when I would laugh or smile, my lip would curl up and under mm-hmm. and then go up high. So real gummy. 
And my mom had this picture of me on the wall for <laughs> Mom five the best. years. <laughs> Of me with, like, we called it my beaver face because my lip was, like, completely disappeared. And I had this big gummy smile. And it stayed on the wall for five years. And she'd always complain about it, like, I hate that photo of you. I'm like, go take it down. I don't have a – my smile is not like that. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, and, yeah, like – so that gummy smile that we're talking about is what Kimmy was saying. So it's like your lips kind of come up or tuck under and you can see so much of like the gums and, you know, part of your teeth as well. But it almost sometimes I'll have patients complain to me like my teeth look so small or my smile looks weird because, you know, when we think about kind of that, that nice wide smile, we want to see like all of your teeth and very little of your gums. So that's, you know, that's something that people tend to come talk to us about too. And some of that can also be from that maxilla, that top jaw being angled downward more and versus being wide and out like we want it to be. So um, if your kids have a gummy smile or if you have a gummy smile, that can really be a big indicator of some sort of airway issues as well. Yeah, good point there. So all these things that we kind of nitpick and critique ourselves on, there's kind of, I think, a, a mm-hmm. subconscious oh, reason for it. Because like like we were talking about earlier, the cavemen, they had perfectly formed mm-hmm. faces and jaws <laughs> and their teeth were yeah. perfectly mm-hmm. aligned but they didn't have like all the benefits of modern worlds. So why did they have it? And we didn't. And so we, when you look at yourself and you're like, okay, like for me, I've got this gummy smile. I got this crappy chin. I have to like, you know, sculpt out my cheekbones and jawline when I do my makeup, like dark circles, what's going on here? (laughs) Why don't I look like my ancestors? And it's because something during my development and then later in life I didn't reach my quote genetic mm-hmm. potential you yeah that a well lot and I think life. one of the big reasons too um and we don't have to get too far into this is we've become a much more industrialized society and so we have started chewing less and we don't jaws or size to learn to chew more just like disclaimer um but, <laughs> Contact Megan and I, and we'll do yeah, therapy we'll, and get you a mild. Yeah, we'll do some different exercises for your jaw. Um, well, but what it does, so you know, we should be chewing our food at least twenty times a bite, and like no one does that. Uh, but also, you know, eating those crunchy hard foods. You know, when we're growing up and as kids, we're supposed to chew, 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 and that's what really helps develop our jaws and our airways, and like. How often are we uh, in like such a go, go, go type of world that like we're doing applesauce pouches and we're doing easy to drink smoothies and we're, you know, we're just not chewing our food. And that's really a big piece of the puzzle of like why we're not developing the same because like caveman didn't have applesauce in a pouch. They had to, (laughs) they had to, they didn't chew. (laughs) Me like applesauce. (laughs) You know, they had to chew and then that's, you know, they had to chew tough meats and vegetation and 
they got these like big Superman jaws and they got to keep all their teeth. And, um, you know, I think that's really a big difference. You know, there's always positives and negatives to, you know, kind of big, big movements. And I would say that's probably the biggest negative to an industrialized society is we're getting real crappy about chewing our foods and we eat so much processed stuff. Uh, that we're just not growing like we used to. I don't know why, but I just want to say amen. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> I saw this this article that really hurt my heart. It was about how certain facial appearances yeah, and you know that's so, you know I'm actually really glad you bring up that point because that's so true I mean kids are mean adults are also mean um but bullying for appearances or bullying for how you look is a real thing and if there's anything you can do to help your yeah. kiddo you know again function better and then look better and also teach them to be nice to be other kids and then in Hollywood, I mean, it's really subtle, but once you start learning how to, like, identify issues, anytime that there's a nerd being portrayed or some sort of, like, geek or something, they always mm-hmm. have that long, narrow face, yeah. the weak yeah. chin. It's just, it, it's like embedded into our culture and society, even mm-hmm. in our media, which I don't think helps no. that whole bullying situation either. Like when I was a kid, like, I think, what was that? Like f- second grade or fourth grade? I think it was fourth grade. Mm. I mean, I would get like made fun of for mouth breathing <laughs> and for drilling. Oh. it's it's like I'm fine but yeah I mean it it happened to me and so no I I I don't know so I don't think it's right I think it's wrong Mm. but I mean I was such a mama there still am let's be honest um that oh I would have like protected anybody who was like being bullied and I'm pretty sure I did but um but you see it and you see it on the playground and like, you know, kids make fun of kids for the dumbest reasons and then they turn into the dumbest adults. And so it's, it is worth talking about and understanding, like if your kid's getting bullied for some of these things, there is a way and a way that you can help them in like a healthy way too. Um, <laughs> gosh, I think that's it though. I mean, I feel like we've picked apart people's appearances enough for like one setting um, but it is, <laughs> and you know, Kenny and I have a lot of these things too. I always had a low tongue. I had a crossbite. Um, and so I had, yeah, Megan, you need to talk about your issues. Cause I've just like all, thrown mine out there for the world. Uh, <laughs> I don't have a double chin. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I, I always had a low tongue and I would breathe through it. I also, I told you guys I'm a, I was a bedwetter. I feel like that's pretty good. Um, (laughs) uh, but I had, you know, low tongue mouth breathing at night and my upper jaw didn't develop like it was supposed to. And so they had to put, uh, 
you know, a retainer in my mouth that had to basically like break apart my upper jaw um, to expand it. And it was horrifying. And my parents had to like use a little key when it was like too hard for me to do it. And, um, you know, that summer between sixth and seventh grade, I could fit like two quarters between the gap in my front teeth. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I clearly ate too many applesauce pouches, apparently. Um, honestly, it was actually probably those squeeze it. You know what I'm talking about? Those old little like, mm-hmm. oh, um, yeah, like or like, yogurt ones. you know, like the squeezy juice. Do you know what I'm talking about? You guys know what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know where I'm going with that. But, you know, I did use my expander and I had to have my jaw widened. And a lot of people are in that scenario, too. So, um, you know, now I can mostly fit my tongue up there. I need to get my tongue tie released. <laughs> Places better open up soon because I'm so ready for my tongue tie being released. Uh, but I, I think I probably had some circles at some point under my eyes. I used to have really bad allergies, and so definitely mouth breathing has been been a part of my past as well. So don't worry, Kimmy, you're in good company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're recovering we're from recovering. Like, the trauma of our myofunctional disorders, but it's made us funny. So now we're funny and pretty. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's it, though. Was there anything else that we wanted to talk about, kind of like keys or? Um, appearance indicators that can, you know. I think just the last one would be yeah, what we call malocclusion, which just means like the jaws don't line mm-hmm. up properly. The teeth are crowded. Crowded teeth, small Underbite. jaws equals small airway. And that's, yes. Underbite, mm-hmm. overbite, end-to-end bite crossbite yeah. all those things which cosmetically we're like oh just do orthodontics it'll make it straight you know but even people that have had orthodontics can still have mm-hmm. airway issues so look at these other things that we've talked about today if you ever yeah, and actually Kimmy you made a great post on Instagram earlier or a great repost um, there should be so you should have space between your teeth as a kid your baby teeth should have a bunch of space between them because adult teeth are about three times the size as baby teeth. And so if you don't have space and you have crowding in baby teeth, you can only imagine what's going to happen with your adult teeth if you don't get that jaw to start growing. (laughs) Me. Me too. Me too. (laughs) Perfect. Awesome. Well, you guys, I think that about wraps it up for this episode. We're going to start talking a little more about sleep disordered breathing um, you know, we're, we're going to work on getting, um, Sarah, our mentor onto one of our episodes. She said, yes, we just have to pin her down for a day. Um, and we'll talk, we'll talk even further into mouth breathing awareness month, the month of May. Yeah. And interviews with real life. Yeah. Not ghosts or zombies. They're real people. Patients. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is COVID. I have with been real life mouth breathers, you guys are recovering mouth so. breathers. Uh, but no, we're you know we're hoping to connect with some of our patients who we've worked with or who are in therapy, um, people who are going to start therapy to really talk about their journeys, so you guys know that we're just not like making crap up as we go. 
which sometimes we do, but not this time. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you guys Thanks soon. Thanks for joining us.